Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson, and welcome to Episode 16. Recently, I had the pleasure of running into Marilyn Badger. She is an award-winning long-arm quilter, and you might remember her from Simply Quilt. She was on the 11th season, show number 10. On the show, we did work with um, her on how to do thread ponchos, and it was really quite extraordinary how she could just work the magic of a long arm and make these incredible garments. But in addition to incredible garments, she does make fabulous quilts. I mean, she achieves on a long arm what I could only wish in my wildest dreams. So when I bumped into her, I said, Hey, Marilyn, can we slip away for a few minutes? And I want to find out what's going on with you and a little bit about your history and just get to know you on a more personal basis. She said, sure. And now I'd like to share it with you. I'm here in Chicago with Marilyn Badger, and I'm so excited. I stole her off the floor of the Quilt Festival, and uh, we get to spend some time with her. For those of you who know Marilyn, you, you know her work is absolutely stunning. She's been on Simply Quilts. Um, she is an award-winning long-arm quilter. And that is the understatement. She's been long-arming since 1991, and she currently serves as a consultant to APQS. And you can meet Marilyn at most major quilt shows in the United States and Japan. Welcome, Marilyn. Hi, Alex. Great to see you again. Yes. Now, how long have you been quilting? Oh, since 1978, I think. And... Did you start on a machine, or how did you get started quilting? No, I lived on a small, fairly small boat. But I would consider it's a small boat. It's like 42 feet long, but there, weren't, there wasn't enough room to have all the paraphernalia you need to have machine quilting or piecing. So I did everything by hand. And actually, that was before the uh, age of rotary cutters and mats. So I had to cut everything out with scissors and mark it and... And uh, my first quilt was a king-size Lone Star. That you made on a boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to step back and say, now, I think a 42-foot boat is quite wonderful, but I suppose maybe not to live on and quilt on, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so then how did you transition over to sewing machines and to long arm, et cetera? Well, when we, uh, we had another home uh, for the weekends up in the desert, and my husband built a sewing room for me. And in 1984, he bought me a 930 Bernina which uh, I, I was just a prize at, at that time, as I'm sure they are now. Yeah, mine Even. was a 931. I loved it! Yes. The first machine, right? I still have it. Right. And uh, so I started machine piecing, mm -hmm. and then I did a little bit of quilting. But since I was into making quilt tops at that time, and I, I really wanted to produce since I learned how to machine quilt or machine piece, so uh, I just made the tops. And then I started farming them out to quilters to quilt. That's kind of hard to let go of your quilt tops once they're done don't you think or well it wasn't for me then it probably would be now mm -hmm. <laughs> now that I know a little more <laughs> well so you did a lot of piecing and you'd make the quilt tops and you'd ship them ship them off how did you transition over to long arming because I mean really 
that's a big machine. Right. And so how did you make that decision to transition over? Well, one of the people that I farmed them out to, uh, this is when I lived in Oregon, she was a dealer for a a little long arm. I say little long arm, but it was a Mm mid-sized machine on a table. Mm -hmm. And she used to come over and set up at the uh, fabric store and take quilt tops and try to sell machines. And when I saw one of those machines, I thought, you know, maybe this is a good way to make a little spending money and help my fabric stash or whatever. So I came home and told my husband I'd really like to get one of those machines. And he asked me how much. And I told him, I think it was 3000 or something. He said, forget it. I've got to buy a bigger sailboat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I did let it pass. And then uh, we built a house in, in Oregon. And my brother and sister-in-law came out with a videotape in the bag and they handed it to me and said you need to see this and it was a video APQS long arm and and I watched it and I said you know I'm glad I didn't buy that other one because I think this one will do more so I bought it like three months later now how long did it take you to get used to you know learning and working on the machine well, you know, in those days, there wasn't a lot of, there was nobody who trained, mm-hmm. so you just had to kind of figure it out yourself. So it took probably took me longer than it would today, but I was up and taking quilt tops uh, in three weeks, and I had it paid for in like six months, so, but just doing edge-to-edge overall patterns. Well, I have to say that um, I have been humbled about my opinion of long-arm quilting, <laughs> and it's, uh, you're one of the main reasons. Mm-hmm. Because truly, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, 10 years ago, really people didn't know how to handle the quilt tops. No. And and now it is extraordinary. But right. that's true in regular machine quilting, too. It's just absolutely amazing what you can do. Right. And see, we didn't have accessories that helped us do some of those things then either. So, And that's progressed a long ways. And we can do all kinds of things with the accessories that we get that... We couldn't do before. Right. Now, what is the difference between working on, say, a domestic machine and a long arm? Well, you're just, you're, you're moving the machine around over the quilt instead of pushing the quilt around. And, you know, it's probably like if I went and took a class on machine quilting on a sewing machine, and it was fairly alien to me because mm-hmm. I'm used to moving the machine around. So it's really what you get used to, I think, uh, in terms of you know, what works best for you. But I, there's, I like moving the machine around more than pushing a quilt around. Now, do you pre-mark your quilts? Because they're quite intricate. They're not just whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I would say probably 80% of the time I do free motion. But when I really want those feathers and, and designs to be precise and I'm repeating them here and there, then I'll, I'll mark them. And then you can follow the lines pretty well? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what, what I found interesting that I can do is I make a freezer paper template. I just, I'm, I draw my, I'll do my drawing on freezer paper and I'll pin that on the canvases and I'll put a big MR5, which is a 20 needle in it, mm-hmm. and stitch through the paper. And then I can just pounce that um, pattern, and, and it goes really fast. And pouncing means that you do, like, chalk or something right, like that? Right, there's and like kinda... a wonder chalk that mm-hmm. doesn't come off when you when the quilt bounces around. Uh, it comes off with steam. Mm-hmm. So that's that's uh, a really great tool for that's recently come out. Do you think that would work for domestic machines also? Yes. Ooh, i got to check that out. You can out. mark the whole quilt, and it'll stay. And what's it called again? It's called Wonder Chalk. Ooh, I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as you and your work, you've teamed up with a woman named Claudia Clark Myers. Right. Tell us about Claudia. Well, we have a lot of fun. We got together. Uh, Claudia is a wonderful designer mm-hmm. and uh, paper pattern piecer, and she makes the patterns. And 
puts colors together. Her her color sense is great. And uh, we got together on a quilt that uh, we wanted to have for a raffle quilt at a show that I helped organize back in 2002 called Quilting the Quilt. Mm-hmm. And just relating to machine quilting of all kinds. And so she made the quilt, and I quilted it. And then we had about, oh, uh, a year before the show to enter it in competitions. And so we did that. And that and was the first. Did you win? Yes, we won lots. So <laughs> that was, we decided we were a good team. <laughs> okay, as an aside, you are a ribbon winner. <laughs> Doesn't that just make you happy? Oh, it does. It's nothing, there's nothing like it. <laughs> but every time you do it, you wonder if you'll ever do it again, you know. But, uh, it, yeah, it's really, it's really fun. I won once, and I couldn't sleep that night. I know. I, I know. <laughs> now, when you team up with Claudia, do you sit down and come together with a vision with the quilt, or does she just do her thing and then hand it over to you? She, we started out, she just did her thing and handed it to me, and I did mine. Now we kind of work a little more closely. Like if she has an idea about the quilt, like the latest one we did was called, we named it Yellow Bird, but it, it, it's not really birds and the piecing, but what looked like uh, little wings, she said, the little yellow pieces reminded her of bird wings. So I took that into consideration in my designs and mm-hmm. drafted a bird to fit around in the areas. And uh, so it went from there. And then now we're getting more and more involved with each other. Like our next quilt, we want to get together and spend a little bit of time in June and uh, design the quilt and the quilting perhaps at the same time. Now, what about garments? Because you make garments and they're beautiful. Well, that's my fun thing. You know, I, I working the shows and doing the TV for APQS, I always have tried to have something to wear as well that I've made and quilted on. And so that's how it started out. And, and now I feel like, well, that's my kind of my little thing I can do on my own. Is, now, I have to ask, uh, are you... Did you make what you're wearing? No. Oh, uh, let me describe it to everyone. It's a beautiful black piece that has um, white stitching, just wonderful designs all over it. And what you're supposed to say is, no, but I could have. Yeah, okay. Well, I could have. (laughs) Now, where do you see yourself going in the industry? Are you still on the road teaching and things like that? No, I taught for about 10 years. And I, I really, when you get into the competition part of the quilt world and doing several quilts and a garment in a year uh that's really about all you have time for in between working shows and and all the travel that you do so that's really what i'm enjoying doing right now uh, now on a personal note how do you stay focused i i find that when i travel and i go home that i can't get back to task how do you do it marilyn well you know i'm lucky in that when i'm in the booth if i have some ideas for new quilting or whatever i can practice them so i oh, have <laughs> practice time right. <laughs> demonstrating the machine well might we see some of your masterpieces at shows or are they secret well, you know, they used to hang quilts in the booth, but now it's more, um, they've quit doing that. So, no, unless it's in the competition, they won't be at the shows. Anything about batting that you could take into consideration when you're making garments? Garments, you want really light batting. If you have to, I mean, if you have to have batting in it for the competition, I'd suggest the lightest. And the, the lightest I've worked with is silk, and I really love it because the garment you've, drapes. You've worked with silk? Mm-hmm. I have seen things with silk, and it's wonderful. Is it tricky, or is how? No, no. And, it's, and you can even, uh, there's a new silk batting that you can even split in half and just use half of it for a really soft look. And who makes it? Hobbs. Hobbs does? All right, mm-hmm. so it's okay to split it. What about care and consideration? 
It's I've um, you know I've done trapunto on on a jacket with that in there, and which means I have to wash out the thread and, and hot water, and it looks great. I, I think traveling also in the packet when you have to pack it and send it to shows, it's not going to wrinkle like cotton wool, and it'll look nice when it comes out of the box. I did a podcast earlier on batting, and I could not speak to silk because I have not worked with mm-hmm. it. But you're saying give it a try. Is it expensive? Yes. It's You know, I don't even know what it is because it's brand new, and mm-hmm. I, I got this um, right even before it was out. So, But I, I don't think it's, from what I understand, it's not going to be any more than the wool. So, And so Hobbs makes it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good information for everyone out there. Now, do you have a website? I don't. Oh, Marilyn. That takes too much time away from my time <laughs> quilting. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Where can we see your work? Uh, at On the APQS website, there is a uh, section under Quilt Artist, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of photos of quilts under there. And at shows and... TV and I know so you you're on Fonz and Porter many yes. times you've been on Simply Quilts right right and in fact on Simply Quilts we did a show on kind of lace garments that you made on right. the long arm oh they were beautiful that's kind of like a thing I like to carry out through the garments too like even if I'm not making them entirely out of the thread lace I like to use that in my garment somewhere it's just kind of a thing I've done for years now I'm going to throw you a question here where do you find your inspiration Oh, gosh. You know, I just did an evening gown, and I went out and brought all these bridal magazines <laughs> and looked at garments, and uh, the the Bernina Fashion Show is fabulous. I attended that twice at Houston this year, mm-hmm. so I'll always take that in. I get the books from the past shows and look at those and everything. I mean, every garment catalog that I get, uh, I look at and for ideas. Well, I am so impressed with you as a quilt maker because... Usually, well, I guess I'm not going to, I shouldn't say this, but, you know, either people do quilts or they do garments, and I'm saying something that's totally not true, but I know for myself, it was a dream to always be in the Fairfield, now Bernina Fashion Show, and in the olden days, that's what I wanted to do, and now it would be a nightmare if we got it, (laughs) because you people who know how to do garments... It's a whole thing. I mean, it has to fit. Oh, yeah. It's got to look look really good on the runway. That's really important. Where sometimes when you make wearable art in competitions, it shows. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never on a person, and it can be stiff. and <laughs> Flat, baby, flat. Yeah, <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for slipping out of the booth and coming up here so we could talk a little bit. And for everyone who's listening, you really want to check out Marilyn's quilt. So again, you can go to the APQS website. Also, if you're at a national show, I bet that you'll find her in the booth, right? That's right. Creating. And do you give little lessons if people come in? I do. Anybody wants any freehand lessons or anything? Yeah. That's what I'm there for. Does your magic rub off? (laughs) (laughs) I can show them how to do it and breathe and relax. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I am just in awe of you and what you can do on the long arm. And I can't wait to see what you will be doing five years from now because I'm sure it's going to evolve. Well, I hope so. I plan on doing this until I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, like the rest of us. Thank you so much, Marilyn. Thank you. And thanks so much for listening, everyone. Until we meet and we quilters do get around, happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.